Hello, this is Jeremy here from Critical Transit Podcast, a spring 2017 bike tour edition. Biking from Breckenridge, Colorado, where I worked for the winter, all the way out to the Grand Canyon. Hopefully, uh, it should take about a month, depending on how much time we spend off the bike. And yes, I said we, because this is my first non-solo tour, so this is going to be, this is a little little different, uh, you know, good and bad, mostly good, Um, traveling with somebody else so far, uh, it's been, today is um, day six, Um, so we started out in Breckenridge, and we were trudging through snow (laughs) on the first day, Uh, now it is 87 degrees right now here, uh, Fahrenheit, which is, uh, let's see, probably about 27, 27 or so degrees Celsius, Um, it's, it's hot, not unbearably hot. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, sun is coming out. Right now it's about 11.30 in the morning. I uh, had a hard time, been having a hard time getting up and going early. I think a side effect of working in Breckenridge for the winter, and uh, we both worked night shifts where we were getting out of work at midnight. So um, you can imagine the sleep schedules uh, shifting a little bit. But I've been sleeping very well. But, yeah, the first day we uh, we're rode from Breckenridge to Frisco, um, if you're not familiar with the area, Breckenridge is, a, is basically a ski resort town. Um, it's about uh, 75 miles west of Denver and about uh, 4,000 feet up from Denver in elevation. Denver itself is about a mile up, uh, 52, I think about 5,200 feet uh, most of the city. And so, yeah, so Breckenridge very high up. So, you know, dealing with altitude, which uh, makes it more strenuous to do anything, really. I get winded pretty easily. So kind of got used to that over a few months. And then we we biked down to Frisco. Frisco is where uh, Interstate 70 comes uh, through. So um, it kind of comes up from Denver to Frisco, Grand Junction, all the Salt Lake. Um, It's kind of the main road through the area. So we biked down there about 10 miles on a bike path, uh, no big deal. Stopped in there for a little uh, little bike maintenance. So almost immediately we were having bike issues. Um, Ross, who's joining me here, you'll, you'll hear him in a little bit. Um, he had an issue with his um, with his bike, his stem, I think. Um, the bike was wobbling a lot, and he wound up having to move a lot of the load from front to back. Um, I don't. I'm not lucky enough to really have anything in the front because I my bike can't take front panniers. Um, so we, you know, but I had the issue, my issue was that the, the fender I had was just too small for the tire and too big for the frame. And, um, was that? No, not too big for the frame. But if I went for a bigger fender, it would have been too big for the frame. Yeah. Um, so I've been having this issue for years and I, after much deliberation, I, I took the fender off and thought, hoped for the best. And about two days later, I just decided to ditch the fender. So, um. You know, yeah, so we, we rode a beautiful ride. Um, well, we just got off to a rough start. We rode through um, trying to take the bike path into Vail, uh, over Vail Pass, which is about 20 miles to the west of Frisco. And uh, it's all bike path, but uh, unfortunately it was still snow-covered in, in several spots. And we were trying to trudge through it, but it was not easy snow to trudge through. So we, uh, we decided that uh, we had to go back to Frisco and... Uh, take the bus. We took the bus to Vail, and once we got to Vail, there was no more snow. We said goodbye to the snow. Uh, we 
had a warm showers host for the night in Vail so that we didn't have to sleep outside on the first night and we could kind of get going west to lower elevations. Um, I understand it's still a winter, uh, fall-on winter in Breckenridge, as it's been described to me. And we left uh, April 30th, Sunday. Um, so today is about May 5th, I believe. And, um, yeah, so uh, we rode through a you know, long, beautiful bike path through uh, Avon, Eagle, to Glenwood Springs, through Glen- Glenwood Canyon, um, really beautiful and um, really crazy uh, engineering that was done to uh, build the roads, which uh, makes you wonder if that's uh, justified in thinking about how we have so altered the, the earth. Um, we got into Glenwood Springs, and we um, we camped for a couple, we camped for one night before Glenwood Springs, and then one night uh, in the town of Silt, but past Glenwood Springs, and then we uh, rode through the mountain, um, we rode up through, I don't even know what the pass is called, but it was a dirt road for a while, um, up and over the mountain into the town of Colbran, and then down into uh, descending towards, uh, into Mesa and Grand Junction. And uh, we spent, we came yesterday through Grand Junction, we really would have liked to spend a little more time there, but, you know, we needed to go from, keep going and find a place to camp, and um, so we, we stayed on the move. But we did some bike repair there. I got myself a handlebar bag. I adjusted my setup a little bit. And uh, now I'm feeling good about the setup. I got rid of a bunch of stuff that I didn't need. Some some uh, heavier clothes that I no longer needed uh, because it's been in the 80s. And the temperature is going to be warm from here on out. So uh, unfortunately, I still have my heavy, big, warm sleeping bag, which uh, is useful at, the, useful at night, but it's warmer than I need and uh, big big to carry. But I'm still fine-tuning the setup. I think he's working on his setup too. Uh, one unique thing I have this time is I have my backpack, which I don't normally carry a backpack when I'm bike touring, but I, uh, I strapped the backpack to the rear rack, and it's a little awkward because I had to put the sleeping bag inside of it and the tent inside of it in order to make it fit all together, and it's kind of it's not super stable. I think once we pass Moab, Utah, I'm going to send it ahead to the next place where I might be hiking, but that's why I brought it because we're going through... Uh, six national parks and plus a national monument, so seven national parks. And I'm uh, going to do some hiking. going to do some hiking out here today in Colorado National Monument. And uh, that's where we, we stayed last night in Fruta. And I just, I'm about halfway up right now. The um, Boomrock Road, it's called. I'm halfway up the park road all to the uh, visitor center, about halfway. And um, it's, so to give you an idea, there's two entrances to the park, one in Grand Junction, one in Frisk, in uh, Fruta. And the uh, Fruta entrance is about uh, 5,000 feet. Oh, no, 4,500 feet in Fruta. Um, and the Grand Junction is just under 5,000 feet in elevation. And uh, they both climb. The visitor center is about 5,500, I believe, 1,000 feet up from Fruta. And the top of the road, the highest point of the road that goes through the park is about 6,600. So uh, I don't know that I'm going to need to go there. I mean, that this scenery is really just absolutely beautiful. I'm try to send some pictures, upload some of those. And, um, yeah, it's just it's really great up here. Um, so I'm halfway up, so I figured I'd stop. There's not much shade. The sun is coming out. It's pretty hot. I'm trying to hide behind a tree here, and it's not really working. Um, but it's really quiet, and I can look out, and I can see the, the vast landscape. And uh, if you're listening to this, you should get out here. Um, Maybe not in the summer, but in the off-season is definitely when I'd recommend the spring and fall. Um, and there are insects that I've never seen before here. 
There is uh, red soil. If you're um, like me, I never made it to the west. I mean, never made it to this area. Um, the closest I made it to this area was in 2013. I was in Denver for uh, Denver and Colorado Springs for uh, just a couple days, I think, maybe a week. And uh, that was the first time I ever saw red soil. And uh, just just places just full of red rocks and uh, just beautiful rock formations. Apparently, there was there used to be a lot of earthquakes in this area here. So uh, that's why there's a lot of crushed rock and weird drop-offs and, and things. Um, you can find pictures of it online, I'm sure. And uh, maybe you can tell me the difference between a national park and a national monument. Um, that would be that would be interesting. So from here, we plan to... Well, today I'm going to go up and hike a little bit. Today is... We kind of we split up today. So we think we might do different things. And um, we're unloaded today because we're going to be camping back in Fruta again tomorrow because we have to go out through that way. Um, so we decided to kind of do our own thing, and I think Ross is going to be doing more biking. He said he's going to try to ride the whole road, and uh, what I'm going to do, I'll be happy if I get to the visitor center, and I just want to do some hiking. just want to get that backpack on and just uh, just kind of get out there and a and, uh, little little time off the bike, and maybe just chill, hang out tonight. And then tomorrow, I'm going to power on into Moab. It's about going to have to ride on, on the interstate highway again. We did that a little bit, probably about 15 miles so far in two segments where we needed to ride on the highway. And uh, it really wasn't that bad. Um, the first section out of Glenwood Springs was better than the second section, which was um, coming into Grand Junction, yeah, uh, into Palisade. And, um, you know, but it's a pretty big shoulder. Um, there wasn't too much debris. As I remember, I've ridden on the interstate before, and I just remember there being tons of debris in the shoulder. And um, this this wasn't too bad. Um, you know, the trucks were pretty good. I don't think we had anybody that, you know, drove way too close. Um, well, it wasn't bad, and the interview was pretty good. So, um, and there's no, there's no other way to get out from Grand Junction to Moab. That's one of the issues that we've had, actually, so far is getting, you know, through this area. Because originally we were going to start in Moab. And we thought, we, you know, we'll get a ride because it's going to be too cold before then, uh, you know, come out of the mountains. Uh, but it, it was it was bearable. And once we got that, we got that place to stay inside that first night. And then everything's been fine. It's been, you know, down into the 30s at night for the low. But we've been in Fahrenheit, uh, which is, you know, close to zero Celsius. Um, and so we, but we were, I had a warm sleeping bag and, you know, we were able to, to be fine. So um, I got my got my big hiking boots, which I've been riding in, and I'm excited that in Moab my sneakers are going to arrive. So I can uh, I think from there I'm going to ship my sneakers and my backpack ahead to near Bryce or Zion National Parks so that I can um, have them there because I'm not going to need them along the way, um, but I want to be able to have the boots for hiking and the backpack for hiking. And that's one of the challenges of this tour, trying to do biking and hiking and still travel pretty light because we got a lot of significant climbs on the way. And so, yeah, the highways, you know, having to use the highway has been has been a little annoying. But we got, um, we're going to ride, it's about 50 miles, well, it's about 30, 35 miles from Fruta to, which is kind of the last town for a while, um, and to the place where we have to get on the interstate, and then another 15 miles until we can get off the interstate, and then from there, we're hoping to be able to do that all in one day, that 50 miles, um, so that we don't, because it's not going to be great places to camp. And then once we get off there, it's a 50-mile ride into Moab, which, um, and I understand it's a beautiful ride, and there's plenty of places to camp, so we'll we'll do that. 
Um, Moab is, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's. Uh, I've never been there, but I keep hearing about it. It's just um, all kinds of crazy rock formations and wonderful trails uh, for mountain biking and hiking, and um, just seems to be an incredible place. So I'm excited to get over there. And they got a little 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 uh, hippie-ish town. Um, lots of people come out there, you know, with their five thousand dollar or more uh, mountain bikes. Um, kind of, I think I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try to find what's the most expensive mountain bike that I can buy. Because um, I know you can get custom bikes, but I kind of want to know what's the most expensive bike that I could just walk into a bike shop and be like, here is X thousand dollars and ride off with it. Um, but yeah, so a lot of serious people that are just, you know, they go out there for the weekend and, you know, instead of the weekend warriors that are riding on the roads, which plenty of those around here, um, and I'm sure there's those around Moab, but there's just like kind of weekend warriors that are riding mountain bikes. And uh, so that's, so it should be a nice place. And they got a, you know, they got a big town. So they should be uh, some nice, uh, you know, places to get uh, smoothies and stock up on food and everything. Um, we've been having pretty good luck so far with supermarkets. A couple of places we had just like little convenience, convenience type grocery store, um, you know, but you get a can of beans and some vegetables maybe and, and you make it work. Um, so it's been pretty good. So next we have Moab and then we go from there. We're going to go south uh, 191 to Blanding. Um, that might be, oh, so yes, yeah, so there's going to be a couple of rest days in Moab. Um, well, if you call them rest days, um, you know, doing other things, doing hiking and, and maybe some mountain biking. Might rent a mountain bike. Um, and then we go up to Blanding. I might take the bus for that section. It's 80 miles and 3,000 feet up. So it'd be, that could be, a, could be a rest day. Uh, we'll see. And then, but that's the last bus option that there is along the way. Um, yeah. And so we, from there, we're going to go, so we're going to go all the way down to Blanding and then, which is Southern, Southeastern Utah, and then West into... Um, crossing a ferry, a Hall's Crossing, and then up the Burr Trail into Boulder, Utah, and down Route 12, and then uh, kind of around Dixie National Forest. I don't remember the exact route off the top of my head. And uh, and then down into Zion National Park, and then down to the Grand Canyon. And um, on the way to the Grand Canyon in Kanab, Utah, there is a the Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, we're uh, we're planning to go and uh, volunteer in some capacity, and uh, we'll see if we can find a place to camp for a few days or a week. Um, I don't want to plan too far ahead with the exact routes, just because we have a route in mind. But you know, when you get into the planning, these things change. You know, and you meet people along the way, and you talk to people about the routes and places you you might want to stop and things like that. So these things change. So I you know I have a rough idea, but that's the basic concept. It's. Um, about, uh, I think about somewhere between 800 and 900 miles from Breckenridge all the way down to the Grand Canyon. So uh, that's that's pretty exciting. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. And after the Grand Canyon, I don't know. But I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to get on a train in Flagstaff, Arizona and go west to L.A. and then north up into probably the Pacific Northwest and try to find work out in that area. Um, we'll see how, how that goes. That's a long way away. It's more than, we think it's going to take about a month. Uh, this tour is going to take about a month total, um, maybe a little more, depending on how much time we spend off the bike, like I said. So hopefully you enjoy that little update, and um, we shall... Oh, we got two uh, flats yesterday. That was fun. Um, well, Ross got two flats, and um, I thought I didn't get a flat. I picked about two dozen thorns, probably more than that, um, out of my uh, bike, and then some guy came riding by, and he's like, oh, yeah, there's a tree down on that block that produces all those thorns. It's like, oh, great, thanks. So we uh, we did some repair and uh, yeah and I didn't have a flat at the time but 
this morning. I woke up and went to ride my bike, and oh, guess my rear tire was flat. So I guess I had a slow leak. And I could not find the leak, so I still have the tube. It's uh, sitting at the campsite right now. It's uh, inflated, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it if I can't find the leak. going to have to toss it and get a new one. But uh, yeah, there'll be plenty of bike shops. There's got to be a bike shop in Fruta, and there'll be plenty in Moab. So um, that was one of the... We've had a bunch of mechanical issues on, on the uh, so so far with the, the bikes, and now my frame is starting to make a creaking noise, but uh, it's probably okay. I don't know. I don't see any, any issues. But uh, yeah, we've been able to deal with everything and keep moving forward, and that's what's important. Hello, it's Jeremy here. Uh, we're going to see if you can hear this, uh, in spite of all the wind on the street here. Um, and if you can hear it, then maybe we'll do more of these. Um, I am on a extremely quiet road right now. Basically, took Route 6 west out of Fruta, and had a great time in Fruta, the Colorado National Monument, and um, yeah, just riding through there, a little, did a little bit of hiking. It was great. And um, so today we went about eight miles west, stopped in Loma, got some water, filled up. I got a half-gallon bottle half gallon worth of two uh, pouches from the water filter and I have 72 ounces worth of uh, water in addition to that so a little over a gallon and a half which is probably about maybe six six and a half liters so I'm hoping that that'll get me through um, the issues of touring in a pair you know two of us started to I'm in a focus. We kind of made a little mistake. Had a little miscommunication this morning. We, uh, Ross went over to get Wi-Fi, and I was. He thought I was going to meet him there when I was done getting ready, and I thought he was coming back. So, uh, yeah. Eventually, we wound up leaving about 45 minutes after eight, which is when we wanted to leave. So, we were both a little irritable. And then we stopped in Loma to get water, and I hit the post office, sent a few things back to, I was going to say back home, but the closest thing I have to home, being uh, my kind mom, is going to hold on to it for a little while. Um, and so I sent a few things, lightened my load a little bit. Um, I got to make some food this morning. I've been eating a lot more than Ross has. I don't really know how that works, because he's been biking faster than me, and more energy. So he went ahead, and we're going to try to meet up and camp tonight, but seeing as we won't have cell phone service, probably, and um, we uh, probably won't be able to get in touch, so we agreed that we'll meet in Moab, if not before. So it might be, I don't expect to be in Moab tonight. It'll be like 100 miles. It's a little crazy. Or I think 80. So going to try to find a place to camp on the way. Uh, right now I took Route 6 out of Loma and west and Route 6 kind of joined Route 70 and now I'm on this uh, two-lane rural paved road that uh, has hardly any traffic at all. In fact this whole time I've been talking to you and well before that I have not seen a car. So um, I think I hear one behind me. But um, I have a mirror so those of you who make fun of me for using headphones on the trail, I use a mirror, so there. Um, anyway, so we got the ride today. This is pretty remote riding, and we got a lot of water, a lot of food, and we're trying to just get there, 
think Ross was focused on just pushing it out and trying to get as far as possible. And, uh, you know, for me, I like, I like to get going, but I also, there's some great scenery here, some sand dunes, I think, and a beautiful view of the mountains. I think that's the Wasatch Mountains around in northern Utah that I'm looking at, but could be wrong on that because um, there's mountains everywhere. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go camp, and um, I had a great time in the monument, Colorado National Monument. It's basically a national park. Um, and I did, did some hiking. I had just stopped. It was very hot out there. So uh, I kind of over, I mean, well, I, don't, I didn't overheat, but I, I was just feeling very hot. So I just uh, finally found a tiny little spot of shade under a rock. And I was able to, I just sat there for like two hours, <laughs> just hanging out, reading. And uh, it just feels so great to just be able to sit and read and uh, just hang out outside, uh, which I haven't been able to do in a very long time since last since the fall. So that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, right now I'm looking over very uh, expansive open areas. Uh, there's a little bit of climbing today. Right now I'm not doing any climbing at the moment. I think it's a little bit downhill. I'm just kind of cruising, which is great. And uh, in fact, we'll go uh, higher gear here, pick up a little bit of speed, and I uh, had some music going. And I got, uh, finally got a handlebar bag. I worked on my setup, so got a handlebar bag in uh, Grand Junction. And I had a used gear shop. I was able to swap out my, my old one, which I was using behind the seat because it didn't fit in the handlebar. So I did a little work here. I've uh, adjusted my bar ends a couple times, and now they seem to be pretty good. I'm using them. I wasn't quite sure how to mount them. And uh, now I got this front bag. It's super convenient, more convenient than the, than the last one I had, which was not set up very well because it didn't really fit very well. And so I can get, can very easily access uh, some you know, cliff bars and other random things in here. I have, I have some raisins. I got you know various snacks. Um, I got you know my wallet and phone. Well, actually, phone's in my pocket because I'm using it right now. I got a notepad and I got a little squeeze bottle of water so that. Uh, because I use stainless steel bottles for drinking water, so I keep this little squeeze bottle in case I get chased by a dog. I can squirt them with water, and that usually works. Um, I've never been attacked by a dog, but I have been chased, and I have had to get off the bike and use the bike in between myself and the dog in the past, so it's always a little scary. Um, so I do have uh, some bear spray in my, my outside pocket of my pannier, but I uh, really don't want to have to use that, especially on dogs. But I'm really, I am willing to use that on people if necessary. Uh, but it's got to be really necessary. It's got to be legit self-defense. Some schmuck decides to get out of a car and with a baseball bat or something, I will not hesitate to spray him in the face with my bear spray. So anyway, I'm just cruising down the road. Thought you'd appreciate that update. It's not very sunny right now. It's very cloudy, which is kind of good and bad, you know. I'm not super thrilled about riding in the rain, but since it's not raining, it's pretty good. And we uh, keeps keeps me cool. In fact, I was wearing my rain jacket for most of the morning. So um, but now it's, yeah, it's very pleasant right now. So I don't think you want to hear me talking anymore. So I will sign off. Maybe we'll catch up with the Ross and Moab. plan is to spend a couple days there, I think. Um, for me, my idea is to spend a, oh, it's a rough road, uh, to spend about a day, like a rest day, 
and then uh, day biking around Moab or, or hiking, and they, you know maybe all the road riding there, and then third day in Canyonlands and fourth day in Arches. These are the two national parks. Um, I know Ross wants to do mountain biking. I think I'll do some as well, but I'm not going to do anything really serious, and I'm not going to spend a ton of money on mountain bikes. But I am curious to go inside and see into the bike shop and see what is the most expensive mountain bike that I could buy because there are some really expensive bikes. But on the plus side, I can use my cable lock with my bike pretty much anywhere and I shouldn't have an issue because there are $4,000 bikes unlocked and unattended all over the place. So I got rid of my U-lock in Glenwood Springs. Um, I wasn't really using it. It was kind of weighing me down. I knew before I left that I didn't want to uh, ship it anywhere because it weighs like 10 pounds and I didn't really want to give it away. Kind of, it's a really good one. I have the New York version, the yellow, the one that's you know, super secure. And so I carried it around for a while, but eventually um, I traded it in in Glenwood Springs along with my front fender for a uh, some toe straps for my pedals. Um, I had tried to make DIY straps, you know, using some Velcro straps, um, but they just wouldn't stay in place. So I got the toe clips with the straps, and uh, they seem to be working and seem to be helping. I don't know, the two of those things, getting rid of the U-lock and getting the straps seem to be helping. Plus, the uh, I also got some free labor. I was having an issue with my rear brake, and so the bike shop, the bike mechanic, spent I don't know, probably 10, 15 minutes working on that and um, didn't replace anything but kind of redid the whole assembly so uh, yeah, that that, uh, that really helped and uh, then I was back on the road that's it for now on Saturday, May 6th at about, I don't know, sometime around 11am